Hello everyone, again, this is Deacon Allen. We're doing uh, our exercises, looking at our homework for Unit 11. Um, I hope that uh, you are all uh, having a good start to your Lenten journey. Uh, Lent is a, it's always my favorite season uh, of, the, of the church year, uh, a time for slow down and reflect and uh, work on those things that I, I know we we tend to ignore uh, when we're a little too busy. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, of course, we had our drills on page ninety-two and ninety-three. Um, I'll just assume that you've done those as well as uh, more than enough uh, than than the bare minimum that was just here. And let's take a look at the uh, at the exercises. Um, so starting on page 93 of our book, looking at uh, number one, we have quoniam uh, hebrei columnam flame viderunt, etiam hodie pascam observant. All right. So we have two clauses here. Um, and quoniam, uh, in this case, would mean because. Uh, Quoniam Hebrew because the Hebrews columnam uh, flame the column or pillar of flame viderunt uh, saw etiam even right so it's kind of an emphasis here etiam hodie pascam observant even today etiam hodie Pascam observant. Uh, note again, um, sometimes, mo most often when we get Hebrew words brought into Latin as we've seen them, like um, uh, the A word that shall not be mentioned during Lent. No, uh, no but uh, when we see the, the, a lot of these, uh, these words, the Hebrew words that are brought in into Latin, Latin doesn't quite know what to do with them and leaves them undeclined. Um, but Pascha obviously is declined in the first declension, so that's where you get Pascham observant. So, all right, number two, tunc celi ante Jesum aperiebantur. Uh, tunc, then. Isn't it interesting how in so many languages, uh, even unrelated languages, words that have to do with, um, or, you know, adverbs, uh, like uh, we have then, when, in English, you know, the, the initial sound is different, but they have a similar kind of meaning. Here we get nunc, we get nunc now and tunc then. Um, yeah, I'm even thinking in, in, uh, in, in Japanese, you get, uh, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, kare, him, dare, whom. You know, who, anyway, that's something that interests me about language. Um, all right, so we have tunk, then cheli, the heavens, right? Uh, ante Jesum, before Jesus, aperiebantur, were being opened, or were opened. Okay. Let's go on, let's choose the even number of ones from here. Um, so number four. 
aula Letizia populi resultaverat. Uh, sorry, I'm tripping over my tongue here. Aula Letizia populi resultaverat. All right. Aula, the hall, which can also be a word for temple. Um, because a temple would have been a big open space, uh, you know, with pillars. Um, aula, so the, the hall, and what's our verb? Resultaverat, uh, had resounded. Mm -hmm. Letizia Popoli. Letizia, of course, you can see from the macron there that that is in the ablative. So, with the joy hopefully, of the people. All right, let's look at number six. Cuncti apostoli in cenaculo congrega verant, et ibi deum pereniter congorificabant. Okay, cuncti, all, right, cuncti apostoli, all of the apostles, all the apostles, um, in cenaculo, in the upper room, congregaverant, right, gathered, had gathered, et, and, ibi, there, deum pereniter glorificabant. And there they were glorifying together, I suppose you could say, um, Although that, whether that congorificare here in this verb means uh, to glorify together, or if it means, if it's really just an intensification, I think it has both meanings here. Um, so they were, and there they were glorifying God perenita, uh, um, uh, continuously. All right, number eight. Ob ad, ade culpam primam habemus Christum nominum. So, uh, ob, ade, culpam. Notice again, Adam, Adam, is one of those Hebrew words that comes into Latin, and as usually Latin will leave these things undeclined. In this case, because in the first uh, declension, the accusative ends in am, it seems to fit perfectly normally. So, Adam then comes into the first declension. Its nominative is Adam, but its uh, its genitive is Ade, and so you would decline it. Adam, Ade, Ade, Adam, Ada. Okay. Um, so anyway, ob Ade culpam primam. Okay. So uh, uh, because of the first fault of Adam the first sin, the first crime of Adam, habemus, we uh, have Christum Dominum, we have Christ the Lord. Um, there's a line uh, in the, uh, or uh, the quatrain in, in the Exaltet, which is sung at the Easter Vigil uh, before the, 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 uh, the, the, um, the Easter candle by the deacon. And he says, O certe necessarium ade peccatum, Quod Christi morte deletum est, o Felix culpa quae talem actantum meruit habere redemptorem, o truly necessary sin of Adam, which is cancelled by Christ's death, o happy fall, 
And again, that Felix culpa uh, could mean, oh, fortunate crime. Uh, oh, happy fall that merited for us to have such and so great a redeemer. This is kind of a paraphrase of that using, you know, words that you know so far. Okay. Ten. Pasca dolorosi efficiuntur leti. This is that ablative of cause that we've talked about. So Pascha, because of um, Easter, Pascha, or the Passover, if we were talking in, in Jewish terms, but for Christians, it usually means Easter. Pascha dolorosi, uh, the, the sorrowful, the sorrowful ones, efficiuntur uh, leti, are made... Uh, Joyful, made into joyful ones. Okay. Number 12. Qui semper et diligenter opera verint pro domino, eternum premium habebunt in regno celorum. Qui semper et diligenter opera verint, I think I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable again, um, so, uh, they who, uh, will always and diligently, semper et diligenter, uh, always and diligently have worked pro domino, for the Lord, habebunt, there's our bu, so we know this is future tense, right, um, will have, they will have, right, so we're third person, plural, Habebunt will have eternum premium, an eternal reward, in regno celorum, in the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Here again, we could have said celi or celorum. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the meaning uh, to do it in the singular or the plural. Uh, Fourteen. Sed ante anum Paulus Petrum in Galilea viderat, viderat, right? Um, sed ante anum, but a year before, right? Paulus, Paul, in Galilea, in Galilee, viderat. Viderat, Petru. So, uh, but a year before, Paul had seen Peter in Galilee. Number 16. Paulus, magister in Judea, clarus. Scripturas bene shiverat. Paulus, Paul, magister in Judea, clarus. A famous teacher in Judea. Uh, bene shiverat, uh, knew well, had known, had known well, scripturas, the scriptures. Number 18. Discipuli congregaverunt in cenaculo et Petrus dixit, quia hodie est manum festum domini. 
here's an example of an in, of an indirect quote, right? So we have here uh, the disciples gathered de Shibuli congregaverunt in Cenaculo in the upper room. Et Petrus dixit, and Peter said, and I think we use that quia almost like quotation marks. You know, Hodie est manium festum domini. Today is a great feast of the Lord. <clears throat> All right. Turning on to page 94 and going on to number 20. Minister enim et servi se inclinaverint et, I'm sorry, uh, I got distracted there by, because you haven't learned se yet. Um, se is a reflexive pronoun, and uh, um, you, in English we have a Latin phrase uh, per se, you know, if something is on, you know, in itself. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, it, it should be pretty obvious. Those ones that be, those reflexive, those pronouns that begin with an S are usually, you know, have that, that sense of itself or himself or herself, right? So, minister enim et servi se inclinaverint et ad deum dominum creature oraverint. All right. Minister enim, remember, enim is one of those post-positives, so it never leads off its clause. So, but in English, we would, we would use for, um, it would say for the minister et servi and the servants, um, inclinaverunt se will have, uh, will have bowed, <laughs> will have inclined themselves. Um, okay. Um, uh, et and ad deum dominum, right? And uh, to the Lord, the, to God the Lord, creature of creation, oraverint will have prayed, so, and will have prayed to God, the Lord of creation. Uh, in our, uh, uh, in the Mass, you may come across that word, um, that, that verb for, you know, uh, to incline oneself. Uh, in, if there's a formal blessing, the deacon will say, inclinate vos ad benedictionem. Uh, in, in, you know, incline yourselves for the, you know, bow down for the benediction, right, for the blessing. Um, 22. Hinc minister hostiam consecravit, or, con, and then, or consecravit. Okay, so uh, uh, these are, um, you know, so here we have, uh, from here, hinc, Mini, uh, minister, the minister, consecravit hostiam, consecrated the host, or consecravit, will consecrate the host. Well, number 23 includes a deacon, so let's use that because, ha, I like deacons. Um, Dixerat diaconus, quoniam paulus, qui erat potentia dei, Non fuerat unus primorum apostolorum. The deacon had said, dixerat diaconus, and then using quoniam um, as quotation marks, if you will. 
Paulus, Paul, quius era potentia Dei, whose power was of God, uh, non huerat unus primorum apostolorum, had not been one of the first apostles. Okay, the first 11 or 12 before Judas blotted his copybook. All right, um, 24. Secundum scripturas beati era erunt in eternum, qui mandata domi observaverint. Secundum scripturas, according to the scriptures, remember we get this in the creed, uh, uh, secundum scripturas comes up in, in the creed that we hear at Mass. According to the scriptures, you know, following on from the scriptures, if you will, um, beati erunt in eternum, the blessed will be uh, they forever who mandata domini observaverit, uh, observaverit, um, who will have observed the commandments of the Lord. All right. And then 26, nice quote from Mark chapter uh, 15. Erat autem hora tertia but it was the third hour. Autem again here being post-positive, right? All right, and then flipping over, going from English into Latin, had you known the innocence of the lamb? Here, let's use, um, there are ways we could do this, but let's use the ne uh, construction on our verb. So let's start off with our verb and let's say, Shiverasne innocentiam agni. Okay, there are other ways we could do that. Number two, at the victory of the sun, the multitude of angels will have rejoiced in the heavens. So, at the victory of the sun, ad victoriam filii, multitudo angelorum, the multitude of angels, in celis, um, exultaverit. Third, uh, number three. The third minister said to Paul, we have heard that you are the chosen of God. So the third minister said to Paul, tertius minister Paulo dixit. That's fine. Um, and then we could use quia or quoniam. So let's use quoniam. Quoniam audivimus, or we have heard, right? Um, we have heard quia est electus dei. Uh, that you are the chosen of God. Um, incidentally, that quoniam audivimus, I always laugh when I see that that phrase together because, um, you know, the, the church, uh, whenever it has a doctrinal issue to settle, traditionally would have, of course, met in council. Um, and, uh, and so throughout the course of our history, we've had, you know, a couple of dozen ecumenical councils that have addressed various issues. And, uh, and then the decrees of the councils then are issued. And, la and documents coming out of Rome, church documents, are usually named by their incipit, by their, how they begin. It begins, incipit, it begins. Um, and, uh, and so we get, like, you know, from the Second Vatican Council, you got documents like Sacrosanctum Concilium, the document on the uh, reform of, of the sacred liturgy, and it begins 
with those two words in Latin. So that's why it's called Sacro Sanctum Concilium or Lumen Gentium. You know, it's another uh, 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 council document. Well, um, <laughs> the very first council of the church, it's not usually counted as one of the ecumenical councils because the church really hadn't spread throughout the world by that point. Um, but the very first council of the church is in Acts chapter 15, when the very first doctrinal issue comes up. What do we do with these Gentiles, these non-Jews who want to become Christians? Do they have to become Jews first? Right? And the apostles in Acts chapter 15, they meet in council, they debate the matter, and when they're done, they reach their decision, uh, guided by the Holy Spirit, and they issue a decree. Speaking as someone who works in the field of canon law, I always like to think of this as one of the first examples of canon law, making making uh, 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 law for uh, the uh, functioning of the body of Christ, the church. Anyway, that decree, once you get in Acts chapter 15, once you get past the you know, introductory bits, begins, Quoniam audivinimus, for we have heard that some among us came out from among us and they've caused you trouble. Um, and so I always uh, kind of smile at this because I think, you know, it's pure, it would be so completely, uh, um, what's the word I want, anachronistic. But I like to think of that as the decree of the Council of Jerusalem, Quonia Modibibus. Anyway, so that was far too long of an introduction for something that really wasn't all that funny. But it amuses me. All right. So um, that was number 20. Uh, uh, that was number, I mean, sorry, that was number three. All right. Number four. Soon Paul, a contrite and sorrowful man, um, will have seen the power of the Lord. So let's break that down. Yam Paulus. And then let's do that, that uh, uh, um, dependent clause. Vir contritus et dolorosus. Mm -hmm. Both of them, of course, uh, 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 nominative and masculine because uh, vir is describing Paul. So Jan Paulus vir contritus et dolorosus. And we have will have seen the power of the Lord. So potentiam domini viderit. Okay. And then finally number five. In heaven the servants of the Lord will be joyful because they have known the glory of the Lord. In cello, in, in heaven, servi, verbi, the servants of the word, leti, erunt leti, leti erunt, will be joyful. And then we can do this, we can say quod, we can say quoniam, we can say quia, but anyway, quod gloriam domini, the glory of the Lord, Shiverind. All right, very good. That is unit uh, uh, 11, the exercises. Um, we'll be dropping unit 12 and 13, and then we will be done with uh, Latin 1, but you can certainly continue with Latin 2, uh, by, uh, although you know not in real time, because uh, that's been running concurrently with what we've been doing. Um, but they're, they're up on the website, and they'll be up there. Um, so if you want to continue, 
continue by all means once we're done. We've got a couple more weeks left here. Uh, and then after Easter, uh, Latin 3 is going to pick up uh, uh, to finish out our book. If you want to keep but again, if you want to take a break too, that's super. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, that's the great thing about putting this up in a podcast. Uh, you can pick it up anytime you want uh, and work your way through uh, uh, the questions, work your way through what, um, uh, and, and go back and do chapters again. If you want to pick up something, you know, try to figure out something again. And anyway, um, uh, for unit 12, that we're going to be uh, dropping uh, on Sunday, um, is you'll be learning the uh, very powerful uh, auxiliary verb possum, to be able. As you can tell from that possum, it's, it's uh, got sum in it. So it generally declines the way sum would. Um, and uh, a few other uh, grammatical notes. Um, uh, we'll be learning about the whole perfect passive system and, you know, it's a lot of fun stuff. All right. Very good. I hope, again, that you have a, uh, that your Lent has started off well, that uh, there's these uh, uh, three great disciplines of prayer, fasting and, and almsgiving, that this is a time of great spiritual uh, growth and renewal for you. Um, I always uh, tell my my uh, sixth through eighth grade catechism uh class that, you know, when I was, I was saying, what do we do during Lent? And everyone focuses on the fasting part, the giving up something. And I always tell them, yeah, but when you give up something, make sure that what you're giving up is something good. Because the whole point of it is to give up something good so that you can enjoy it in Easter. You, you, it's not a sacrifice if it's bad. <laughs> we offer our best, and so we give up something good. If it's something bad, you ought to give it up anyway. Um, all right. Well, uh, very good. I will talk to you next time. Thank you very much. God bless you.